Welcome to Gear Up with Gear Experts, Episode 8, Lifting and Rigging. Gear Up with Gear Experts is a bi-weekly show hosted by me, John Medina, and my colleague Alex Giddings. This show is for at-height workers, industry, and construction, and is brought to you and produced by GME Supply and Columbia Safety and Supply. This episode's theme is lifting and rigging. It's an important part of at-height and construction work, and if not done properly, can cause a whole range of different issues. Today we're proud to have gear expert Austin Painter as our guest in the studio. Austin has been with GME Supply and Columbia Safety and Supply for just under two years and is a regional sales manager for the Great Lakes region. Austin, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your journey here at GME and Columbia Safety? Yeah, hey, thanks for having me, guys. I've uh, really enjoyed listening to all the other topics that you've presented so far and uh, the, get, the gear experts you, you've had. Uh, so as you mentioned, I'm the new Great Lakes uh, Regional Sales Manager. I started with GME in uh, August of 2017. I was hired on as kind of the first sales account manager. Um, and my role was to work on new accounts, new leads, um, pretty much everything west of the Mississippi River. And then about a couple weeks later, they hired uh, another SAM that covered everything east of the Mississippi River. Um, and so after working that position for about a year and a half, um, each regional manager, each region, uh, it's broken up into seven territories, has their own sales account manager now. So um, mid-November, they, the company offered me the uh, position for the Great Lakes Regional Sales Manager, and I'm uh, excited to kind of take on this new role and uh, grow that territory again. That's awesome, Austin, and we're excited to have you in the studio with us. Um, as we mentioned at the top of the show, this week we're going to talk about lifting and rigging, and so now it's time to get to the fun part, questions. Alex, care to start the questions? Sure, John. So, Austin, what are some best practices to use when preparing for a job that will involve lifting and rigging? Yeah, so before you start any job, you want to make sure that your entire crew is briefed on the safety plan. Uh, you want to make sure that your first aid kits or trauma kits are always at the ready. Uh, after that, a qualified person should really review the rigging plan again with the entire crew. Uh, make sure everyone knows their job. Make sure everyone knows where they need to be uh, in the event that something uh, wrong could happen proper communication, items to use, so forth and so on. Uh, additionally, you want to make sure that that qualified person inspects all of the hardware, uh, ropes, or any other rigging equipment that might be used on the site. Um, you want to make sure that you inspect before every job, obviously. Awesome. So when it comes to lifting and rigging, one of the things that is pretty important is rope, obviously. So let's talk a little bit about double braid rope specifically. Yeah, double braid rope is the most commonly used ropes for load lines and riggings, um, primarily because they're relatively inexpensive and have a highly rated uh, minimum braking strength, or MBS. Uh, double braid lines, just to how uh, they're described, obviously, um, have an inner braided core surrounded by an outer braided sheath, and the inner braided cores are designed to share the load equal equally uh, with very low elongation or main uh, round under tension. Uh, so it's pretty ideal, again, for lifting and rigging. Uh, that outer sheath as well helps prevent debris uh, from penetrating into the rope, um, which it helps extend the life and strength of the rope. The most common diameters that we see and, and offer are 3 eighths, half inch, and 5 eighths. 3 eighths are typically used as tag lines, uh, which kind of help keep the, the load, uh, the material from swinging into uh, the structure, whether it be the, the tower or whatever it might be. And then also the half-inch and five-eighths rows are primarily used for, um, for the actual li lifting. Nice. And in addition to rope, there are a lot of other pieces of equipment, obviously, that go into uh, a rigging plan on a lifting and rigging job. 
How can someone go about finding the proper equipment, making sure it's all compatible, that sort of thing? So you want to make sure that all of your materials are ASME B30 compliant. And without getting too deep into it, uh, the ASME B30 standard covers rigging blocks, slings, shackles, and load-rated carabiners. Um, ASME B30 compliant materials should be easily identified with special markings indicating their design factor, their rated loads, and acceptable rope sizes for the blocks. Um, here at GME, we've created custom rigging kits, um, shackle packs, rig kits, cap, cap kits that are all ASME B30 compliant. Yeah, and another thing on the uh, ASME B30 standard, in our knowledge base at gmesupply.com slash learn, we do have a quick overview that reviews more of this info in a little bit more depth, so uh, be sure to check that out also. Yeah, exactly, Alex. And you had mentioned this when you talked about kits, you said cap kits. So one piece of equipment that seems to have really made a name for itself is the capstan hoist. Can you break down the capstan hoist and some of the benefits that it can provide in lifting and rigging situations? Yeah, so the capstan, or, or most people may call it as the cat head, uh, it's kind of one of the biggest key components in rigging. Uh, it's essentially a winter hoist that was primarily used uh, in, uh, originally in utility pole work, uh, but has since made a name for itself more in telecom, entertainment, and other industries. Uh, the most common capstan we offer is the 1,000-pound capstan, which is 115 volts. It's super lightweight, portable. Uh, it can be mounted to the back of a truck in remote or difficult access uh, sites. Uh, it can be controlled by a foot pedal, which gives the operator smoother control and allows uh, his or her hands to maintain constant grip on the load line and keep their eyes up on the lifting project. Yeah, and uh, the nice thing about that 1,000-pound capstan, there's a couple different configurations for mounting. Like you mentioned, there's a swivel bracket, there's a straight mount, there's also a chain right. mount uh, that you can you know, attach to a tower. Um, it can also be permanently bolted on a truck. A lot of utility trucks have them mounted that way. Um, and another resource for everyone to check out, we have a bunch of YouTube videos, uh, specifically one that shows the entire mounting process with the swivel bracket that we filmed with the manufacturer, uh, Hubble Power Systems. They came into our facility and uh, we spent the day making a, a great video that goes through exactly how to mount it properly and how to operate the hoist. When rigged or loaded properly, the capstan does all the heavy lifting for you and uh, it, it makes it super easy and efficient to, to lift those loads. Exactly, Alex. And Austin, thank you so much for coming on the show to talk about lifting and rigging with us. But we do have one last question for you before we let you go. If someone wanted to reach out to you to talk about lifting or rigging or anything involved with it, how could they get in contact with you? Yeah, so if you're in the Great Lakes region, there are a few different ways that people can reach out to me. You can email me at austin, A-U-S-T-I-N, at gmesupply.com, or call me at 573-303-3864. I'm also on LinkedIn and try to use that platform as much as possible to connect with um, um, my clients. And if you're also in a, in a different region, you can call customer service, 718-210-3913, uh, uh, and they can get you transferred to the appropriate uh, gear expert. Awesome. Thanks, Austin. Uh, and we'll also like to remind our listeners that you can chat with customer service uh, by going to gmesupply.com and clicking the Click Here to Chat button in the lower right-hand corner. Now it's time to move on to our weekly insight. Austin Painter just dropped some knowledge bombs about lifting and rigging, and he even briefly mentioned the ASME B30 standard. So this week, we're going to dive a little deeper into that standard. Alex, let's break down the ASME B30 standard for lifting and rigging. Sure, John. So let's, uh, I guess, start with the basics. The ASME B30 standard 
Chapter 26-5 specifically covers rigging blocks. This standard covers quite a bit of information. It discusses materials, rated loads, proper identification, inspection, repair and removal, and operating practices. So let's elaborate on that just a bit. Sure, John. So the material section states that uh, the rigging block should be able to permanently deform before losing the ability to support the load. So what that does is it ensures that you'll notice that the block has been overloaded before it fails. It's not going to just fail out of nowhere. Um, usually the shackle or the hook will start to deform and bend. And uh, a lot of the manufacturers have specific markings. Um, for instance, on you know Crosby blocks, there's uh, two notches that are a set distance apart and are parallel. Um, and if things start to deform, you'll notice that those are uh, skewed or uh, the wrong distance apart. And uh, the, the rated loads section states that the load weight should always be kept within the recommended limits by the manufacturer. It's also important to remember that this limit is the maximum load applied, not a single load line. So what does that mean? Um, Basically, it means that if the block is rigged at the top of the tower and you're lifting something that weighs 1,000 pounds, there could actually be up to 2,000 pounds of total weight on that block. And that may not make sense initially, but um, it's also important to go into proper training and take a training course to make sure you understand all of the best practices and uh, safety procedures when working on a lifting and rigging site. And then identification, specifically chapter 26-5.5 covers markings and labels. Yeah, identification is a key part of the inspection, repair, and removal section as well. It actually covers inspection requirements and a list of findings that signify a piece of equipment cannot be used in the field and when it should be replaced. Yep, and then lastly, the operating practices. This section lists information about what to do when lifting and rigging. And we can, again, we can't stress more. Um, the proper training should be obtained before you attempt any lifting and rigging. You also need to know the, the different classes of rigging, um, whether you need to get a engineer involved. Um, and then, you know, as Austin mentioned, make sure everyone knows the plan and uh, exactly what's gonna happen and make sure everyone's communicating on the job when, when you're doing this work. Uh, but again, we've covered a lot of information and if you wanna find out more, you can get a link to the full blog post over at gearexperts.com slash episode eight. April's a pretty busy month for us. We're attending two different trade shows at the end of the month. So from April 24th through the 25th, we'll be up north with our friends in Montreal, Quebec, attending Stack. So if you find yourself in the area, be sure to stop by our booth and say hi. And at the same time, we are sending a team of gear experts out to Charlotte, North Carolina from April 24th to the 26th to attend SIA. So if you're in that area, be sure to come by and say hi. We talked a lot about lifting and rigging and the standards that go along with it in this episode. It is our mission to keep workers safe and productive on the job, and we cannot stress enough that while this show is meant to be fun, entertaining, and informative, it is not intended to replace proper in-depth training. Manufacturers' instructions must also be followed and reviewed before any equipment is used, and proper training should be received before operating any equipment or before climbing. We'd like to hear from you about why you climb. Email us a voice message at gearup at gearexperts.com about why you climb and what climbing means to you for a chance to be featured on the show and win some swag, of course. We hope you had fun and found a lot of value in today's episode, and you can find more information and detailed show notes at gearexperts.com slash episode eight. Get social with us at Gear Expert Show, at GME Supply, and at COL Safety on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and LinkedIn. Gear Up with Gear Experts is available on all major podcast listening platforms. 
Hit that subscribe button if you're new to the show. We'd really appreciate it. And don't forget to tell your friends, too. If you've got a few extra seconds to drop a rating and review in iTunes and let us know how we're doing, that'd be awesome. Gear Up with Gear Experts is presented, produced, and edited by GME Supply and Columbia Safety and Supply. Your hosts are Alex Giddings and John Medina. And until next time, climb higher. Thank you.